Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Leaders of America. Today, we'll be hearing from one of the greatest industrialists of the Gilded Age, Andrew Carnegie. Thank you for joining us, and can you tell us a bit about yourself? Thank you. Yes, I am Andrew Carnegie. I was born on November 25th, 1835 in Dunfermline, Fife, Scotland. At the age of 13, I moved to the United States in 1848 to Allegheny, Pennsylvania. I have worked a series of different jobs that has influenced my impact on the industrial era, such as a telegraph messenger and learned the tactics of business overall. I ran the Carnegie Steel Corporation, the largest and most successful in its time since 1889. My company has revolutionized steel production in the United States, and you see, I strategically planted my plants around the country to ensure my technology and methods of production for steel to ensure that it's more effective, productive, and overall better. From start to finish, I knew exactly what I needed to ensure a successful corporation, such as raw materials, shipping and handling, the transportation aspects, along with coal fields to fuel my steel furnaces. And the start to finish strategy helped me to become a main source of steel in the world of industry. My business has even helped fuel America's economy and shape the nation to what I hope will be a better and brighter future. Wow, that sounds amazing. Now tell us a bit about how your company is run and what have you accomplished? Well, for one, we were the first steel company to use the Bessemer steel making process borrowed from Great Britain. We also helped make steel better and more efficient through the vertical integration model. This was used by controlling every step of the steel making process. My goals included to ensure the efficiency and quality of steel production and eliminating any competition and the middleman. That sounds great. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. It's just in. Alexander Graham Bell's invention has been released to the public. He has blessed the century with a telegraph. For those of you who do not know what a telegraph is, listen more. The telegraph can convey messages through an electrical system of sounds that become decoded and translated into words. You can visit your local telegraph office to send and receive messages to friends and family. This is an incredible invention that has made communication revolutionary. Friends, family, and neighbors, visit your local telegraph office for only 10 cents per message. No tax for the first three messages. And we're back. Let's wrap up with a positive. What have you done with your money to help people and serve the community? Well, thank you for asking that. In 1901, I dramatically changed my lifestyle by selling my business to the United States Steel Corporation. Started by the legend himself, J.P. Morgan, a phenomenal financer. At the age of 65, I dedicated the rest of my life to devoting my time to the community and sharing my wealth. I started when I was in the beginning stages of my career, but now I can fully devote my time and energy into such organizations. I started by building libraries, making numerous donations, with support to over 2,800 libraries. I am an avid reader, and so I donated $5 million to the New York Public Library so they could open several branches at 1901. 
I am a devoted man to education and progressive learning, so I created the Carnegie Institute of Technology in Pittsburgh, also known as the Carnegie Mellon University in 1904. The following year in 1905, I created the Carnegie Foundation for the Advancement of Teaching. Then five, year late, five years later in 1910, I formed the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Thank you for sharing. One last question. Would you consider yourself a robber baron or a captain of industry? And why is that? I think people would hopefully consider me a captain of industry because of my contributions to my business and the overall society. I published the gospel of wealth as I saw it was our duty as leaders of the century to contribute to the greater good of society. My friends such as Mark Twain, Matthew Arnold, William Gladstone, and Theodore Roosevelt felt that it was our duty to share our wealth with the society. In my 1889 article, Wealth, I outlined that those with great wealth must be socially responsible and use our assets to help benefit our communities. Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you again to Andrew Carnegie for joining us. Our sources stem from PBS, Biography.com, National Archives, Britannica, and Carnegie.org. Goodbye and see you again on Keeping Up with the Leaders of America.